The Denver Broncos fall on the road 22-9 against the Kansas City Chiefs. We talk about why Teddy Bridgewater is not the quarterback that can lead the Broncos against the Chiefs and why Denver is just a quarterback away. We also talk about the Broncos' strong defensive performance and why they can hold their own against the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. And we talk about what goes on from here after this loss. Is the Broncos' season over? We break it down and much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos. Your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Locked On NFL Network. The Broncos fall to the Kansas City Chiefs on the road. So much left out there, Sarah, on the field that I think everybody in Broncos country is saying too many missed opportunities, but more importantly, the Broncos offense, Teddy Bridgewater, not good enough to get it done, my friend. From the South Stands to the End Zone, I'm your host, as always, Cody Work, joined alongside by my co-host, Sarah Bedger. Sarah, my friend, look, not the uh, the outcome we were hoping for on Sunday night football. There's uh, obviously some positives we could take from the game, but it was, the, the saying is still true. The Broncos, just a quarterback away, my friend. That's right, Cody. Uh, certainly not the outcome we hoped for. Certainly, uh, you know, less than ideal performance from the Denver Broncos. Really, a lot of what we've seen from them against the Kansas City Chiefs in the last six years. It's just been a lot of the Broncos getting in their own way, literally, in this game, Cody, the game, the game-changing play really coming on that Deontay Spencer punt return, the muff punt, Caden Stearns getting blocked into him, and it's just ugly, man. It's it's the, it's one of those things where you look back at this game, you look at the way the defense performed. I feel like that's the theme, you know, lately with the Denver Broncos against Patrick Mahomes and Vic Fangio as the head coach. It's always like, you know, Vic Fangio he does a really good job of scheming a defense against Mahomes, and I know we're gonna talk about that later on but it's just not good enough on the offensive side of the ball and it's so disappointing it is brutally disappointing to watch and like you said quarterback away couldn't be more true after watching this game I'm going to spend a little time towards the end of the show talking about maybe how George Payton is thinking about this. At least if I were him, what I would be thinking. We'll get to that a little bit later on, but let's get into the Broncos offense and why the Broncos are just a quarterback away from beating the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, we had said it in our pregame show, Sarah, that Teddy Bridgewater, in order for the Broncos to win this game, he would have to play his best game of the season. He didn't play his best game. This was arguably, you could say, his worst game of the season. And in terms of a decision-making standpoint, he had a couple of opportunities that could have, you know, where passes could have been intercepted he threw two he threw one directly to Juan Thornhill that was not a very good read by him and then he threw one into double coverage tightly contested to Daniel Sorensen Daniel Sorensen of all people and it led to a pick six that turned the tide of the game right there Sarah and Teddy was not good enough and just going back and on this is that immediately after the game so I'm waiting to go back on the film but it just felt like once again Teddy Bridgewater was too scared to try to make a play Sarah too scared to try to throw the ball downfield we saw a lot of check downs and obviously that was the case you know some stat padding late in that second half here towards the end of the game but I tell you what his decision making was there obviously the Broncos being four for 14 on third down not ideal I did like that Denver was aggressive and went with it on you know on fourth down but in your opinion what's the biggest issue here with Teddy in this game and really in your opinion why are the Broncos just a quarterback away I think really with Teddy Bridgewater it's like we've talked about for however many weeks in a row now his inability not only to just get yeah. the ball downfield but really to get the ball to those receivers on the outside it's embarrassing it's really tough to watch I mean 
I'm an Iowa fan, Cody. Watching Iowa go up against, you know, Michigan in the Big Ten championship game was like watching somebody beat their head against a brick wall on the offensive side of the ball. And the Broncos are really no different. They just don't have a quarterback that is a difference maker at the position right now. Of course, we would love to talk about those efficiency stats. And we love to talk about how Teddy Bridgewater has a high completion percentage. Well, a lot of the times that's because he's just throwing the ball short of the sticks. I know there's a lot of people out there who still like to defend the way that Teddy Bridgewater plays, but it just, it is what it is at this point. There's some games where the Broncos are able to kind of figure out a way offensively, but in this game, the deep shots that he took downfield, Cody, they were really uninspiring. I mean, I don't know if there, there's one play where a lot of people were blaming Cortland Sutton for maybe giving up on the route and things like that. But man, it's just really, really bad balls downfield from Teddy uh, in this game. And it was really easy to see from the very beginning, you know, the, the Broncos wanted the ball to start this game. They put it in his hands and, and they just couldn't get it going. They three and out right away. And that's unfortunately just been the theme of this entire season. You know, you give, you give the Broncos offense a, a reason to go out there and play a confident style, a confident brand of football, and they just can't do it. They can't go out there and impose their will on anybody. Everything has to be going perfectly right. And man, doesn't it feel like when, when Teddy gets into the red zone, it feels like he wants to do everything possible to get right on back out, or at least offense as a whole does. That's one of the most frustrating parts about it to me. Well, even go back to it as well, just this game, the lack of an effective downfield passing game, as you mentioned, just, you know, the Broncos took some shots in this game, which look, I'll applaud Pat Strummer for that, but the placement, like you mentioned, nowhere where a receiver could get it. There was one, I think, to Tim Patrick that was pretty good, but there was really good coverage on the play. You can't be mad at that, but outside of that, it's not consistent enough, and I think that's the real big issue. Now, Teddy's good for the Broncos if, in fact, they have a lead. Look, if the Broncos had a 10-0 lead in this game, Sarah, against the Chiefs, the way that Teddy played, I mean, he wouldn't have to do anything. He just has to hand the ball off. So let's talk about that now. The Broncos' run game was very strong against the Chiefs' defense, but I also want to dive into why Javante Williams in this game proved that he could be a valuable bell cow option and look for him 23 carries 102 yards on the ground six catches out of the backfield 76 yards through the air in, ter in terms of all purpose he can do it all but the run game was working with Javante Williams early on in this game not to mention Mike Boone got some carries he had four carries 35 yards and he also had a couple catches out of the backfield I tell you what the Broncos run game it was really good and from fact they weren't trailing I'm probably sure it would have been a lot better in this game so in your opinion Sarah like how do you take away, obviously, an offensive performance like this? Obviously, quarterback, the passing game was brutal, but the Broncos' rushing attack, I mean, there's stuff you can build on in this, and I think that's where Broncos country should be looking at. That's exactly right. They have to build on this going forward. I mean, they got the Detroit Lions coming up. There's really no time to, to be licking these wounds at all. You have to get back on track against Detroit. Look, the AFC West is kind of just a, a you know, it's a mixed bag right now you don't know what you're going to get from any of these teams week to week and so the Denver Broncos can't they, they can't lick their wounds this week Cody, and feel sorry for themselves after going into Kansas City and losing in a tough spot I mean we had to know there was a, a decent chance that would happen I mean they've lost 11 straight going into this game now 12 straight against the Chiefs and you're playing on the road after a, you know the Chiefs are coming on a bye so I think with that running game you have an opportunity to really build on something going up against the Detroit Lions an opportunity where you can kind of afford, I mean, the Detroit Lions, they play hard, and they're still an NFL team, so there's no taking them lightly. But at the same time, I think you can kind of afford to not necessarily experiment off 
offensively, but try some different things and and really rely on running game to keep you in that game. However close it may end up being, we don't know how the Broncos are going to play, obviously, but they're coming back home, and I think that running game is obviously going to be something that that they're. It was great to see Mike Boone. I mean, awesome to see Mike Boone, George Payton going out there, getting Javante Williams, getting Mike Boone. Those are his two pickups at the running back position. I love seeing that kind of stuff come to fruition in a game, and I do think that's something the offense can really build upon moving forward. Well, and obviously for Mike Butu, he got the placement in light of Melvin Gordon, obviously being out with a hip and a shoulder injury. But I do think that, look, if Melvin Gordon is healthy, why not at this point of the season when the run game is working? It's probably your best asset right now on the offensive side of the ball, considering how bad the quarterback plays, how inconsistent you can run the ball. I mean, why not go with the three running back by committee approach? You have three guys that can do a multitude of things. And if the offensive line is opening up those holes the way that they were, and obviously they're keeping guys churning. And one thing I like about Javante and Mike Boone, they're going to make contact. They're going to keep their feet turning. And then the offensive line, Quinn Miners, those guys are going to come up and keep pushing them and keep driving them forward. I love that from the Broncos offensive line. Obviously, some errors there, some miscommunication at the right guard, the right tackle spot today, obviously on a sack that happened on the first drive for the Broncos. There's some miscommunication all across the board tonight, I'd say consistently throughout this game that needs to get ironed out ahead of the Detroit Lions. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. Sarah and I, we're going to talk about what the Broncos defense has proven that they can play and they can compete against Patrick Mahomes homes in the Kansas City Chiefs offense. But before we do that, let me tell you about the sponsor. Today's episode, Lockdown Broncos Post Game Report, our good friends over there at Direct TV Stream. And today I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment that you love without the hassle and that's DirecTV Stream. It brings you your live TV, your on-demand favorites together like never before, which means that you can watch your favorite sports, movies, shows, and all the other things that you like all in one place. And the best part about it, there is no annual contract. There's no cords. And you don't have to buy any alternative devices. You get that all at your own convenience with DirecTV Stream. And the best part about that is that you don't have to wait any longer and you can get your TV together with DirecTV Stream today. Be sure to check it out. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com today. Check out DirecTV Stream. As we open up the second half action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, just a reminder, Broncos country, thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. And what does that mean? Well, it means when you wake up, you're getting ready for work, or you're in your car driving to work, turn on the Lockdown Broncos podcast. We keep you up to date with all the latest news that's going on with the team that you root for on Sundays. From an objective point of view, both Sarah and myself, we bring that to you. So thank you for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. But Sarah, my friend, we got to keep things rolling here. Now, look, I'd say that when you look at this game and I think if anybody goes back and re-watches it you're going to be very frustrated for the defense now look I, I would say this in that first quarter the Broncos defense they struggled against the Chiefs they struggled to figure out how to stop them and I'd say that Kansas City in my opinion Sarah going back and watching it they did a really good job of attacking the Broncos. We mentioned cover one whole coverage, right? Well, you know what they did? They were bringing the running back out, focusing the linebacker on picking up that running back, and then they were running a drag route from the number one wide receiver against a bunch formation or against underneath traffic to free him up. And Andy Reid did such a fantastic job of doing that, freeing up guys like Tyree Kill, Byron Pringle, even McCole Hardman on a couple of plays like that. Not much you could do for the Broncos there, but they did struggle in that first quarter. But I tell you what, they adjusted really well in that second half, Sarah. And I was really impressed with how the defense played. And look, we talk about the last couple of matchups. Realistically, the Broncos hold the Chiefs to 15 total points in this game if it weren't for the pick six. Obviously, Teddy Bridgewater to Daniel Sorensen. But I wanted to point out something interesting here. The Broncos defense, and when we talk about Patrick Mahomes, and you know he's had an up-and-down season, 
They, they limited him to 184 total yards in this game. No touchdown passes for Mahomes and one interception that comes from Patrick Sertan, the second, his fourth interception of the year. And they also held the Chiefs to 5 of 12 total on third down and 2 of 5 in that second half alone. Not a lot of opportunities for the Chiefs against this Broncos defense. I came away very impressed. And what we saw, Sarah, was a very aggressive defense by the Broncos, not in terms of sending a multitude of guys on blitzes. Denver sent four a lot, but I just saw a different attitude from the players in between plays. They were tired of the Chiefs, and they were getting chippy with Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, the O-line. That's what I love to see. This Broncos defense fought, and I came away proud of them for that. I, I love to see the chippiness, Cody. I don't like unsportsmanlike, but I do love chippy. I like when you take a rivalry seriously as players. What I hate seeing is like Kirk Cousins after the, the Vikings lose to the Detroit Lions. He's out there just, you know, yucking it up with the guys on the field. I'm like, you should be ticked <laughs> off right now, man. Absolutely. I love that. I, I absolutely. And I love that Bradley Chubb is out there swatting the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hand. But the defense deserves a ton of kudos, Cody. I mean, early on in this game, the tweets were rolling in. I mean, it was everybody saying, This is gonna be a really <laughs> long day. We're in for a we're in for a long day. This is this game's already over in the first quarter. And of course, you know, the Broncos offense makes that, you know, almost factual at that point. But the defense, not so much. I mean, you go down 10 nothing early against Kansas City. That's an opportunity for them to kind of really just play their game. And I think that the Broncos defense did such a tremendous job of keeping their team in the game and giving the offense opportunities. Look, if not for that, you know, 20 play drive that ended in zero points at the end of the first half, we might be talking about this game a lot differently. I feel like that sequence there at the end of the first half, the defense getting you the stops that you need. And then obviously the offense getting the ball and having the best drive arguably of the yeah. season that won't, that will mean nothing. It means absolutely nothing. It's just one zero points. Three, exactly. Zero points. And one of three Cody failed fourth downs in this game. So not only do you have three turnovers, but you have three turnovers on downs on the fourth down play. So six times you're giving the ball back to the Chiefs, which absolutely can't happen. And to and to the to the point that you made about the defense, how big does that make their performance seem? Like you said, really 15 points allowed to the Kansas City offense in this game, despite the fact that the offense gave them the ball six times. So it's really, really an impressive performance, and I, I love to see the play of the rookies. I mean, Patrick Sertan, he continues to do well. Caden Stearns, like you said, we're going to have to go back and watch the film, but, man, they really adjusted to those drag routes over the course of the game. And Baron Browning maybe had a tough game this game. I think he stood out in kind of a more negative way in terms of the big play given up to Daryl Williams down the sideline in the passing game for the Chiefs. Really their only big passing play in this game. So it was it – was, tough for the defense like you said you gotta you, you go back you watch this film and it's one of those things where you're like man I just oh I, I can't believe the offense couldn't come through for them after this play like the Patrick Sertan interception for example three and out immediately <laughs> after that and so oh man it, it's just gotta you just you gotta feel like if you're one of those guys on the sideline they're just sitting back there with their helmets on their you know on their back of their shoulder pads they're just like I can't even I can't even understand it, but their mentality is to go out and get a touchdown themselves, and they couldn't do it this game. But, man, they, they played their their butts off, and it showed in a big way. 
Oh, and, you know, hats off to Kyle Fuller as well. He was one of our players to watch. I thought the Broncos' secondary look. Last year, we watched the Chiefs game, and we thought, okay, hey, the Broncos need to bolster their secondary. You know what? They do that this offseason. I thought it paid off really well in this game against the Chiefs. Now, this is the first matchup, right? You have another matchup with them coming up. We'll talk about that a little bit later on here. But there was one play that I felt like could have been a difference maker uh, in terms of the outcome of this game. Maybe, maybe not. But the Broncos challenged a Travis Kelsey fumble and it was super close. I remember watching it. He catches it. He takes two steps. Kyle Fuller comes out, punches the ball out. Simmons recovers it, runs down the sideline. It would have been a touchdown, but obviously they blew the whistle call and get incomplete. You go back on the challenge, and I tell you what, when you look at the rule book, even Mike Vrabel, Tennessee Titans head coach, had said he had to- posted a screenshot of the rule calling out the NFL for saying that it was actually an incomplete pass. And he said, no, it was not an incomplete pass. It was actually a fumble. Kelsey catches it. He takes two steps. That's a football move. Ball comes out. I mean, it, how how much of a difference would it have made? Who knows at that point, Sarah? But oh I mean, it, momentum, anything. I mean, anything like yeah. that. We saw momentum snowball for the Kansas City Chiefs defense against the Broncos offense after Teddy Bridgewater's interceptions. But that's where it was. Now, you did mention, too, Baron Brown had given up a couple of plays. I felt like the Broncos inside linebackers, they struggled in this game with how much Kansas City motion, right? We talked about them attacking that whole coverage. I think that Benny, Baron Brown, I almost called him Benny, but Kenny Young and Baron <laughs> Browning, they, you could tell us several times those guys I think were confused with how fast things were going being aligned right because there were times where they would cross in front of each other before the snap so pre-snap that that was something that you know Kansas City attacked them on but I thought they did a really good job in that second half kind of adjusting but then again also that's where Patrick Mahomes sometimes had too much time to throw and you can't allow that to happen but for the most part the Broncos bent but they didn't break and they've got the formula right now which tells me Sarah look here here's my opinion it may not be popular with Broncos country I think with the way that the Broncos defense plays against the Chiefs, and we know that they're just a quarterback away, part of me feels like George Payton might tell Vic Fangio, hey, you're safe. You'll be back next year, but we're going to make a change on the offensive side of the ball. I do think that they're going to make a change at play call. I think they're going to make a change at special teams. I do think Vic will be back, though, so I might be a little bit bold here. But who else is going to come in? Maybe Dan Quinn. I mean, like I said, but who else is going to come in and do – that kind of have that defensive mindset to where the Broncos, I felt like, called a really good defensive game. Vic did a good job. He and Ed Donatel uh, might be a little bold, but that's just kind of where I'm at right now. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. We talk about where did the Denver Broncos go for here and what is George Payton thinking? Well, I kind of go inside the brain of George Payton and I'm going to tell you exactly what I would be thinking after watching this game on Sunday Night Football coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about the two other sponsors. Today's episode, Lockdown Broncos Post Game Report. First off, our good friends over there at Bill Barn Leisure. It is the holiday season. And that means that you need a box of Built Bar in your stocking. So if you're friends with Santa Claus, call him up, have him bring a box of Built Bar and put it right in your stocking for you or your loved ones today. And ladies and gentlemen, it's the healthiest protein bar that is out there on the market. It's the best tasting protein bar that is also out there on the market because the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Ladies and gentlemen, the gives you a little bit of extra fuel because the bar contains 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar. That is fantastic value for a protein bar that contains 100% chocolate. And you can go to Built.com right now to get your box for you or your family, your loved ones, and give them a treat for the holiday season. And when you go to checkout, make sure you use promo code LOCKED15. You know what that's going to do? That's going to give you 15% off your next box at Built Bar. Not to mention they have the 
Built Bar Puffs, which is fantastic. It's a marshmallowy flavor. Context when you take a bite into it, it's like biting into a cloud. It's Sarah's favorite type of Built Bar. It's also my favorite as well. Very tasty, very good. And once again, promo code LOCK15 at checkout is going to get you 15% off your next order. And our good friends over there, BetOnline.ag. And BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues its march towards the playoffs. And BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. So head to our new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKDOWN. Once again, promo code LOCKDOWN will get you that deposit bonus here today from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season at BetOnline. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, sir, let's jump to the fourth quarter action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Once again, Broncos country, thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. Obviously, a loss to the Kansas City Chiefs is never fun, and the streak continues for them 12 games in a row. But you know what? The Broncos have a chance still this season to end that streak, and let's hope that's going to be the case. That's going to be the the regular season finale. But what's next for this Denver Broncos football team, ladies and gentlemen? Well, first off, I kind of teased a little bit that if I'm George Payton, I have one simple thought. And I, there was a, a graphic of him on the NBC broadcast where they scanned to him. And he's standing there. He's watching the game intently. His arms are crossed. And the only thing I'm thinking of is what we talked about in the first segment. We're just a quarterback away from being able to beat Kansas City. And you know what George Payton is going to do? I think George Payton is going to go out this offseason, and he's going to pursue that guy, whether it is Aaron Rodgers, whether it is Russell Wilson. Now, I want you to ask yourself something, Broncos country. If the Broncos have Aaron Rodgers in this game against the Chiefs, do you think they win? I think that they do. That was my takeaway. I, I sat there, and I was watching. I was like, man, I just I feel like if Rodgers was in this game, the Broncos would win. Because here's the thing. Rodgers isn't going to throw those short passes all the time. He's going to test the ball downfield. And you have, and hats off to Chris Collinsworth for saying this. So many people were saying it because the Broncos, this was their first game in the national media since Thursday Night Football, which we don't even count that one. But they had yeah. said this Broncos offense there is too talented to look the way that they do right now. They have too much talent on that side of the ball. It, it's very, very accurate. And kudos, like you said, to Collinsworth for bringing it up. <laughs> It's hard I, to give I, I think, credit to. I, I know. I know. And I'm I'm sure based on our conversations in the offseason too, Cody, it's hard for you know other people in the Broncos media to to hear that they have a talented roster, which a lot of people even in the you know training camp stages didn't think they had the most talented roster, but they do have a very talented roster, especially on offense. And you're right. George Payton has to be sitting there thinking, man, if, if, if only I had a difference maker at the QB position. And, of course, that's much easier said than done. And he's, he knows that from his first year on the job as GM. Look, I mean, there were reports that he tried to go get Matthew Stafford, and that didn't work out because I'm pretty sure that deal was already done before, you know, the, the Rams and, and Lions had even, you know, before the GM changed locations from L.A. to Detroit, Brad Holmes, he moved, <laughs> and he was like, all right, when I get there, I'm trading you Stafford. You know, that's kind of what I think happened in my mind. But, you know, with George Payton, he he is sitting up there scheming right now. I feel like, you know, Teddy Bridgewater has always been a placeholder. That's why the Broncos, you know, restructured his contract to be just this year. And, and it's an audition for him, an opportunity for him to, to show what he's got to maybe be better than what the Broncos had last year, which I would say at this point, safely, he has been. So, uh, and fortunately, right now, the Broncos are still in the playoff race in, in terms of what it's going to be December 12th next Sunday. So 
as of at least December 12th, Cody, and everybody listening, the Broncos are still going to be in the playoff yep. race. And, and that's exactly what George Payton promised is meaningful games. Like you mentioned in an earlier episode from this past week, that's what he promised the team. And that he's delivering on that promise. You know, we are going to be in playoff you know, situations in December. We're going to be in meaningful December games. And that's what the Broncos are in right now. And like you said, it, they have another opportunity even against Kansas City. We've got more opportunities against L.A., the Chargers you know the the Raiders again so there it's it's not time to panic but at the same time yeah. with one eye on the future Cody I think it's absolutely accurate you know a guy like Aaron Rodgers and a lot of people seem to seem to not really understand or get why why we say this but Aaron Rodgers is literally the MVP of the NFL and, yeah. and, you know, over the last few years, Russell Wilson has arguably been one of the top three to five contenders for that award as well. So you're talking about adding two or one of the two biggest difference makers at the quarterback position with some of the best op options at, you know, the playmaker positions in the league. And, and you don't think that that's going to make a huge difference. Look at what happened in, in the Super Bowl last year when Tom Brady and all those weapons took on this Chiefs team and played a similar defensive scheme. I'm not saying every time you're going to beat Mahomes, but man, if you get him off his game like he was in this one and, and the Chiefs dropping passes like they were, a quarterback is going to make all the difference, all the difference, Cody. And it's going to it's going to totally turn things around if the Broncos can get another star like that in the in the building. Absolutely. And here's the remaining games for the Broncos this season too, Broncos country. This upcoming week, it's going to be a home game against the Lions, which look, the Lions coming off their first win against the Minnesota Vikings team that, man, I tell you what, I was watching that game. They just got riddled with injuries. They lost Adam Thielen. They lost key guys on the defensive side of the ball. You know, happy for the Lions. They finally got that win. Denver has a chance to beat them, and I think they could beat them handily this upcoming week. Then you have a home game the next week against the Bengals, who right now were up and down as well, watching them play. And Joe Burrow, not to mention, he's got a really bad pinky on his throwing hand. That's going to affect him long term. I mean, we'll have to see what the MRI results say on that, but that has a little bit of a factor there. The Raiders, you have a road game against them three weeks from now, which they're kind of coming back down to earth a little bit. They're struggling with the highs and lows. Favorable games. And then on the road at the Chargers, which the Broncos – they have the blueprint right now to play against that Chargers offense, which is great, which is fantastic. And then it sets up a regular season finale at home against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, if Denver can win a multitude of these games, they can win three out of the five or four out of the five. They have a real legitimate chance. And that last season game against the Chiefs could mean everything in week 18. So a lot to look forward to, Broncos country. The Broncos aren't out of it yet. Yes, the loss to the Chiefs absolutely sucks. A lot of missed opportunities. The Broncos could not get it done on the offensive side of the ball, led by Teddy Bridgewater. But there are a lot of things, too. And I think Broncos country, from what I've tweeted out and fans I've talked to on Twitter, they feel very confident. Hey, look, the Broncos, they are a quarterback away. They have a roster that can beat the Chiefs. And unfortunately, quarterback held them back tonight in a big way. So how can the Broncos respond this week against the Detroit Lions? Well, tune in all week long to Lockdown Broncos as Sarah and myself. We have you covered with what's going on around Dove Valley. Maybe the Broncos could get some guys back from injury. We're going to give you the latest update as well. And if you have a Broncos mailbag question, send it in on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL, at Sarah Benninger, at Lockdown Broncos. We'll answer it this week here on the podcast. Not to mention Crossover Thursday with the Lockdown Lions host, Matt Derry. We have you covered all week long. Lock on Broncos.